actress based in New York City, and I'm excited to learn more about her. Um, a good friend of ours recommended that she be on the show, so uh, welcome to the show, Sammy Smedley. I, I hope I, I hope I got that correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, you did it. You nailed it. I always say it's a medley with an S, which oh. is a little weird to say, actually. But yeah, no, that's that's it, Sammy Smedley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're right. It is weird. No, uh, that that was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? I, I try to be careful with the last names. I tend to ask beforehand, but I was like, no, this one's got to be easy. If I get this wrong, there's something really <laughs> There's something up. Oh, uh, no, I had teachers growing up who called me Smeedly for wow. my childhood. So I don't know. Smedley, it's, it's a weird last name, but at least Smedley is better than Smeedly. And I appreciate you for not Smeedleying me. So thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would you have know, been real triggering. <laughs> I thought, you know what? No, I, uh, I, when I saw the name... Because uh, I think it's incorporated in your Instagram account name, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. your username. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is like a play on a word or something." <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm I'm the jackass that finds out. No, that that's her name. Ah, oh, okay. I wish it was more clever than that. Yeah. yeah. No, but it works. Stage name for for the future, if if needed. Uh, you don't need to change it. You have it. Yeah, that's so, it. <laughs> so thanks again for being on. Again, highly recommended from from our good friend Nick, uh, who who was on uh, last year um, at the start of all this. And uh, him being a, a film guy and you being an actress, uh, it, it only makes sense that you're on the show. And I've I was looking at some of your stuff on Instagram. Um, you know, some of your 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 recent. I get, I don't know how recent it was actually, but there was something you, you did on the beach. <laughs> Uh, I think it was, and you know that was really cool and interesting to see. I'm sure it's obviously part of a bigger project, a bigger film, but um, you know the small bits that I did see. You know, uh, you know I like what you do. Um, is this something you've been doing all your life, or you got into it at a later age? Yeah, no, you know I am one of those artists who, I mean, right out the gate, I knew this is what I've always wanted to do. I, you know calling is an understatement. I, I just, I was that kid who grew up writing her own plays, commercials. I would rope my sister and all my friends into them. I mean, I, I was putting on holiday shows for my parents. I had a prop room closet, costume closet. I mean, I pretty much took over the whole basement <laughs> and made it my own little Broadway. <laughs> so I was, I was always that, that kid. I've always wanted to perform and create in any way that I could. And eventually I found my way to film. Um, I, you know, I graduated with a theater degree from the Catholic University of America in DC, which was an amazing experience. You know, DC has an awesome theater scene and I, I really uh, had a lot of valuable experiences, you know, working in the DC area with, you know, we, we would bring in directors from all you know theaters big and small to work with us so that was awesome but the second I graduated I I was like you know what I love live theater but it's always been filmed for me I I just need to be near that camera and I came to New York about nine years ago and I've been doing it ever since <laughs> okay so you bring up DC and I'm a big I'm, I visit DC I used to visit DC at least once a year Oh, and, nice. and when you said that DC has has a big theater scene, I didn't. A couple of years ago, you told me that, and I'd be like, "Nah, what are you talking about?" Because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know much about DC's art mm -hmm. scene. Um, and then, like, 
I got to see, I saw Beetlejuice there before it came to oh. Broadway. Oh, that's awesome. And then, you, you know, you forget that, like, you know, Lincoln went to the theater there. Bad things mm-hmm. happened. But, you know, like, you know, like, it, it has it has its place. And uh, it, 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 it kind of blows my mind. How was that transition from going from D.C.'s scene to New York? And, of course, you know, New York being kind of the mecca for a lot of people, of course. It was not easy. And I have no problem admitting that my first two to three years here were just horror shows. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, because not only are you transitioning from, you know, DC is not a city like New York. It's, it feels like suburbia practically. It's very small. Everyone knows everyone. It's clean and <laughs> like quiet. Um, so it's like, it was like sensory overload coming here at first. So you're adjusting to just being a New Yorker on top of transitioning for me personally, theater into film, which I knew nothing about coming mm. here. Uh, I, I really didn't. Uh, and it, it was, it was, a you know, bouncing in and out of a lot of studios, having a lot of New York cries alone by the East river and hmm. um, like really, really going through it, having to find your place here. But I, you know, and you know, a lot of, you hear of a lot of people who are here for a few years and then leave. It's, it's not for everybody, but um, I, I've really grown to, it it was tough. It, it really uh, slapped me around for a while, but I, I love this city so much. And it's, I, I found my place. I feel, you know, you do eventually find your place if you stick it out long enough. And I know, I I feel to this day, you know, I, I get better and better every year I'm here as an actor, as a human you know, as, as an artist, as in, just in general, the city really, really knows how to how to help you get there, you know, find your full potential and and really explore everything that you have to offer as an artist. It's full of opportunities, even yeah. in a pandemic. <laughs> oh, certainly. You could easily stick out if uh, if you don't if you don't allow the city to give you that thicker skin that that it's mm-hmm. trying to provide you. At what age did, did you come here? So I moved here right after college. So I was, what is that, like 20, 21? <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Um, so, which feels forever ago and also like yesterday ago. <laughs> and and how old are you now? I am 30. Oh, okay. So like, the, yeah. That, yeah, that was that was a while ago. Yeah. Oh, no. Am I not supposed to tell? I'm probably not supposed to tell people my age, right? As an actor, they say not to do that. But. <laughs> right, right. I'll, I'll make sure to edit that out. <laughs> I'll just I'll put an expletive uh, sound effect oh, on top. Oh, thank you, perfect. <laughs> yeah, make everyone think I cussed or something. Make it make me seem like a, a badass. Or yeah, <laughs> don't want to be typecast now as a thirty-year-old oh, for the time being. Um, no, that's that's actually kind of fascinating because uh, I've had um, some people on here that they they've either moved to New York or that's their next step. And um, I never understood it because I'm, I've always been here. Uh, so I, I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I get it. But I'm also the type that because I've been here so long, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, I want to leave. <laughs> so, or, I, or I wouldn't mind leaving at one point. So it, it's it's interesting. Um, but I'm, I'm stuck on the fact that you left D.C. to come to New York and you switched to from theater to film when new york is known for i mean known for both but Mm -hmm. come on (laughs) new york is theater Uh, but it is interesting (laughs) and it's not something that you're gonna not do again is that true or you're gonna get back in like what's what's that about 
I, you know, I know. I, I feel like I just had a, a talk with my manager actually about this because mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, the, the film TV scene is picking up here. It was obviously delayed because of the pandemic. There were a lot of studios set to open here, and everyone was saying it was going to be the new Hollywood or something along those lines. Yeah. And I, you know, we were all so excited. Then the pandemic happened, and I'm not really sure where we stand now as a city. I mean, I know you see production happening all the time now, but it's still not. I wouldn't say it's. It's like booming, booming. And, you know, I'm a comedic actress at heart. So there's not many comedies also being filmed here right now, which is kind of the problem uh, for me. And I was just (laughs) saying to my manager, like, maybe I should go to L.A. for a little bit because that's where (laughs) all of the like the, you know, the sitcoms and rom-coms and comedies are are right now. They really haven't made their way to New York yet. Um, But for me, still, you know, I know. But also because of the pandemic. I mean, theater is also just now kind of reemerging and that's been going in and out. So even if I wanted to dabble in theater again, it's still such a tough time to do that. There's I I know so many actor friends who unfortunately have, you know, they get excited, their shows are opening and then they get closed or or they have to cut back on cast because, you know, it's it's. It's a tough time. I mean, for both realms, um, we're still trying to find our way back. So I don't know. Maybe one day. I love live theater. I love being in. You know, they're both so different. You can't even compare. But I, you know, I'll always have a special place in my heart. I I did love it, especially like I said, as a comedic actress. I love I love those laughs in the moment when they're happening. Mm-hmm. There is no better feeling than making an entire audience laugh and feeling that vibration is i mean so rewarding so yeah who knows one day (laughs) one day i'm open to it (laughs) well i mean i'm a big proponent of never sticking to one thing just you know always keep always keep your options open for sure um but also like uh yeah you just mentioned broadway just opened back up uh a couple months ago i mean just only what five months ago or whatever exactly and uh, i went to go see two shows i saw phantom and i saw six big big uh uh fan of six now like i didn't i didn't think i was gonna like it definitely recommend it for folks that are listening if you haven't seen it um yeah a lot of fun i i have not and i don't even think i've I know much about sex. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> Ooh, it's uh, I know. Now I'm intrigued. Now I need to go see this. <laughs> Henry the Eighth had all these wives, six wives, mm-hmm. and it's a show. But twi- like it's it's a uh, oh my god, what the Spice Girls like modern take. Oh my god. On their lives and and they play this game of like who had it worse. But then there's a twist at the end because it's like, well, we shouldn't be playing this game of like who had it worse. But it, anyway, it's like a whole concert. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And it's and it's fantastic <laughs> from start to finish. Oh my god, I didn't think I was gonna like it because I was like, I don't know, Spice Girls, not a big fan. Well, I, I, that's what I connect it to. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not saying that, but you know, <laughs> that's 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 what it's very much related to. But uh, yeah, definitely recommend that. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. Sounds very captivating. Yeah, it sounds like it's kind of wild. And it's a know? lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. you, they like they want you to be involved too while you're oh, an audience great. member. Um, awesome. So yeah, definitely recommend that. And yeah, but it, it's one of those things like Broadway just got back. Like you said, people are getting back to the groove of things, and mm-hmm. but at the same time, very nervous of what's to come next if there is anything to come next. So I understand the hesitancy from the studios, and 
and these other groups that are in charge of of, of film and, and shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I totally get yeah. it, but man, I, I, I it must have been a rough two years for an actor like yourself. It it was you know I mean I'll be honest it, it really was such a dark period for so many people we you know for a lot of us yes it's not just a, a way of life you know it, it's a, not just a career but it is it is like literally my soul depends on this you know Mm -hmm. when I'm not creating I feel like I am I am not living and it it was tough but you know this is actually a good segue into what I wanted to bring up my roommate and I her name is uh, Jessica Schlotterback she is an incredible writer slash my producing partner we've we've uh, done a lot together in the past and you know here we are in quarantine stuck in our apartments and apartment sorry we do live together <laughs> um and <laughs> big place oh, yes, no, i was gonna say we have a connecting apartments where <laughs> we wish um we were we were looking for ways we were looking for an outlet we were looking for ways to exercise our our creative muscles i mean we we actually had projects planned that we had just filmed the promos for mm. created a production schedule a week before quarantine started and we had to drop our production, drop everything we were doing. All of our actors are pretty much still not in the city anymore. If we were to ever go back to that production, I, it, oh my gosh, starting over. So like, it's an overwhelming right. thought right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here we are, we're like, great. We had the, all these big plans. We, we had so much to do and now we don't have anything. And I have to say there was a group of artists in California uh, who created the Cabin Fever Film Festival. And it honestly saved our lives. It was a weekly film challenge where they would give you, it was like a a quarantine word that you had to use, a phrase uh, and a theme. And you had a week to create a short film uh, under, they would give you time limits under seven minutes, under five minutes. And you just pretty much were free to create whatever you wanted to and submit it to this short film festival. And that's what we did for about five or six weeks. Um, we might've even done even more, but uh, of course we always waited to the last day to do it. So I don't know if that's a, something I should be admitting, but we did create short films in literally one day. We filmed it together on our phones. We, we shoot, just wrote them. We directed and edited everything together. They're all available on my YouTube channel. If you want to check them out, if you want to see a real piece of quarantine art, uh, that was that was heart and soul that we put into that. I I mean, and I'll you know what? Dark times for the world and for us too as artists, being stuck in our apartments, having to do this, but also some of the most memorable, uh, you, you know, creating I think I've ever done as an actor. It it, it really made you really stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I forgot how much I enjoyed all aspects of film. It wasn't just acting. You know, it's like we're taking turns directing each other and being behind camera. Uh, and I discovered my new love for editing, which I I really enjoy doing. It was really fun. <laughs> so so that was that was pretty cool. The uh, Cabin Fever Film Festival. Thank you so much for uh, letting us Letting us create. Uh, we didn't know what else to do. Honestly, the the time crunch is what we needed. We needed a deadline, you know. Otherwise, you just have all this time in the world, and you're just sitting there and kind of wasting it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it, it's it, it, it's interesting. It, yeah. Sorry. Interesting to see what people have had done with their time. 
you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people um, that you talk to utilize the beginning of quarantine, maybe the first four months or whatever, and said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna change myself. I'm gonna, and these are people mostly, and I've noticed this that weren't creative, that were, you know, they had their nine to five job, they just been kind of laid off or put on leave, and they they were gonna change their lives. A lot of creative people though, uh, and and you don't fall into it because you wound up you you did all this uh, you were you were still creating. Some creative people were just like checked out. They were like, I don't know yeah. what to do now. I, I, it was such a confusing time. I mean, yeah. you really do lose a sense of identity in in a sense. I, I don't know. Again, you're just sitting there with all this time in the world with the. I mean, ugh, the the limits. I mean. There, there just were so many as to what you could do. You couldn't even leave your home. Right. I mean, how are you supposed to create if, if you're not a painter or a writer? But, but even then, as paint, painters and, and writers, I mean, I'm sure it was really hard finding the inspiration to create and think of things when you're not experiencing life. I mean, half of what we create is because we're out there in the world living our lives and all right. these these experiences are happening to us. We meet all these people. We have these things that trigger memories that also make us want to create. And what do you do when all that's taken away from you? And then the mental yeah. health of it all, like the, you're oh just God, checked yeah. out. And yeah. then you find out like this family member got it. This family member passed away. Uh, like just all these yeah. things on top of each other. Um, yeah, no one wants to well, create yeah. and at then that it's, point. It's almost like that weird guilt too, right? I mean, of of feeling like, oh, I'm doing something, I'm doing something that makes me happy when so many other people are, right. are dying and going through these incredibly difficult times. And it, it, it was, it was a really, it was a mixed, messy few years of, of that. But yeah, yeah, it just, but I, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of people who struggled during that time and they are, you know, they're finding their way back to their art, which makes me so happy to see um, it's, you know, we, we all got to do it in our own time. It, it's definitely a person by person basis. Totally. Sure. Um, to, 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 to move on, uh, from something less depressing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something I wanted to uh, ask you, uh, about because, mm-hmm. you know, you've been, I'm sure on many sets and many, you know, experiences on sets. And, and, and for those that are listening that are maybe interested in, in becoming an actor or, just a you know member any facet of being on the sets uh what is it that um that you would recommend to those that are trying to get in for those that are either trying to be uh an actor or whatnot what steps should they follow and maybe what program should they get involved in at at, maybe they're in high school What, what should they do uh you know i love this question especially now uh if you asked me this even five years ago, I don't really know if I would have known how to honestly answer it to help people. But at this point in my career and in my life, I can say, um, well, to go back to like where they should go for programs, I really recommend when you decide, you know, what city you you want to be in, you know, to start your career, find a studio, find a studio that understands you and will nurture you. I went to so many studios to try to find my home, as I call it. And I I eventually ended at T. Shriver Studio and I worked under Peter Miner, who 
unfortunately did pass away during the pandemic. So mm. um, that was really, sorry. I'm, am I a downer on this? Sorry, no, guys. No, no. Um, but, but the point is he was my coach for about four years. And he, you know, when you find a teacher and a coach who really sees what you have to offer as an actor, and they know exactly what scenes to give you, what notes to give you, how to, like I said, nurture you into who you are meant to be, you know, as an actor, it's, it is, it is so helpful in your journey. I, you know, I was told by, the same goes for reps. If you're looking for a rep, I've gone through a handful of reps. I have no shame saying that. Uh, I was, it's like dating, right? It's like, you're trying to find somebody that understands you, that sees your value and do not sacrifice who you are, all your oddities, you know, your, your experiences, your background, whether that means you went to Juilliard or, you know, like something, something smaller that no one's ever heard of. It doesn't matter what you have to offer. It only you have to offer. And it took me a long time to really embrace that about myself. I was told, you don't even want to know some ridiculous things. I was told by one manager told me to get rid of my bangs because I would never get cast. Um, just like they, because they analyze you and they judge you and they try to put you in boxes because you're easier to cast that way. Yep. But I can say from my experience, especially now, and I'm seeing the industry, oh, thank God, move in this direction. They are looking for character, like individual characters, just you, especially in New York City. I hear a lot of casting directors say that's why they like New York. No, no shame against LA, love LA, but that's why they like New York actors opposed to LA actors because they are so uniquely themselves. You cannot find them anywhere else. I personally think the more different you are, the, the more you embrace just, just that fucked upness, whatever you got going on, <laughs> you wanna, my hair is pink right now. And I, and I was cast in a film and they told me to keep it. And I was like, sure. And you know, who knows if I, you know, would have gotten cast if I was too afraid to dye my hair pink for the month, you know? Right. It's like, you just gotta, just gotta do, do your own thing. Stay true to who you are, you know, work on your craft with somebody who, who really does see you. And I know that's hard. I make it sound so easy. It's not easy finding people who see you. Um, but, but once you do, that's when you really start to, to find yourself and, and shine and do some of your best work. And I've also been lucky. I, I would say the third thing to recommend to actors who are uh, considering going forward in their careers, I would say find writers. Be very close to writers because without writers, there would be no jobs for us. <laughs> and especially good writers, again, writers that see you and understand you and want to write for you and give you yeah. those opportunities that in other, you know, you know, bigger, bigger production companies might not be writing for you right now. And, and that's okay, but you gotta, you gotta find the people that are. And going back to my, my roommate, uh, best friend, producer partner, Jessica Schlotterbach, shout out to her because um, she, she really does see actors and she hones in on them and she will write for their strengths. And that's what you gotta, that's what you gotta find. You gotta find people who, who are gonna grow with you and, uh, it's exciting and sometimes it takes a really long time, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> that's all part of it. Uh, yeah, I clap into that because that, that, that's 100% true. Everything you just mentioned is key. Um, I mean, the fact that, yeah, you went and you said, screw it, I'm going to keep my pink hair. Mm -hmm. You probably wouldn't have gotten the job if you didn't keep it. Right? Um, 
Yeah, the uniqueness of 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 yourself is is key to just just like you're gonna have to do a hundred, uh, you know, calls regardless anyway. Might as well do it as yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's or easier to be present yourself. yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're gonna get a hundred denies before you get one callback. Like yeah. you know, so just just like sending out your resume. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is basically that. Uh, so, yeah, I don't understand the, 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 the need to be not true to yourself and being a little fake and ununique. I don't, I don't understand that. But I guess that's how the business was or still kind of is. So for a lot of people, yeah. it's easy to be that way, uh, to not be true to themselves. I don't know. It's weird. And also, some people don't know themselves. They're uncomfortable and they well, don't, they don't yeah. know who they are yet or whatever. And that's um, okay, though. That's part of that's part of it too. Sometimes it really does take. I mean, I look at my headshots from when I first moved here to what they are now, and the difference is just—it's jaw dropping. It's like yeah. you look at the first headshot and it looks like anybody's headshot. I mean, there's no <laughs> personality whatsoever. There's no anything really behind that. Just like a blue-eyed girl who, you know, I don't know who she is. And then I look at my headshots now. And it is a person, you know, but it took me almost, you know, seven years before I was able to get to the headshot that I I was able to express myself that way and feel comfortable being photographed that way. You know, Um, it it takes it takes time. It really does. And that's what the artist journey is all about. So I love being an artist and I feel like we're all so lucky to be. (laughs) No, it's yeah. True, true, true words. Uh, I have not been said, uh, <laughs> but um, no, you're right. I mean, you, you gotta be, gotta be, gotta be yourself. Um, you know, to 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 stay on the idea of like being on set and like what it's like, as I mentioned earlier. Um, how important is chemistry with with your fellow actors? For a lot of people that don't understand that, explain that. I would say. It's incredibly important. And unfortunately, you know, not all the time you get to choose who your scene partners are. Um, I've worked with a lot of difficult actors where it does take more work, you know, but then again, oh, that's why we're actors. You have to, you better be a good actor because you're going to have to, unfortunately, really, really dig deep to (laughs) act, (laughs) to to work with some people and that's okay. It's going to happen. You know, people are people. We we're all not not everyone is gonna vibe with everybody, um, but that's why it's also so important to be respectful on set, to be a respectful scene partner, to listen. You know, you, you especially today, you really really need to listen to what people really need and 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 what they want. It it goes both ways. Um, I, I think if you're lucky and you really are working with someone that you enjoy working with and the chemistry is there, it's such a beautiful experience and you really will produce some of your best work, but that's not always the case. I mean, you, you really just don't get to, to choose. Unfortunately. Um, but I also have to give credit to casting directors and producers and directors who, for the most part, I would say, like, if you're going into a chemistry read, I honestly haven't done a lot of those, um, which is, weird you think that there would be more because as a as a producer I personally 
I really do need to know the actors that I'm casting. Like, I, I want to know they all get along. I want the healthiest set environment for everybody, for everybody. Um, because it just takes one problem between two actors or a director and actor to make the whole set experience really difficult and unpleasant. So you'd think that there'd be more chemistry reads, and I'm sure there are the higher up you go. Um, but in my experience, I haven't had many, but those are super important because, in, you know, then it just kind of eliminates the whole risk of having two actors that don't have chemistry with each other. Uh, right. But I, I would hope, I would I always hope that there's some, some real chemistry there. <laughs> it does make the job easier. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the idea of the chemistry read, I think a lot of, uh, you know, just producers and whatnot are just not aware of how important mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. It's an afterthought for some of them until they realize, oh, look at the mistake they <laughs> made. Exactly. It's a little too late now. Yeah. <laughs> Day one on set. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Millions of things like that are overlooked <laughs> and it's like they never should be. But yeah. Um, but when big money's behind it, like you said, the higher up you go, they're, they're certainly doing those. Yeah. I'm uh, sure they take their time with the chemistry. Yeah. Reads. Uh, so, so on set, you are, you know, you're, 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 I don't know, hypothetically, you're in this new comedy, whatever, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. you're getting ready to, to do some of your stuff. Um, what's that feeling you get as, as, as you're on the set? Like what, what's going through your mind? Mm. Oh gosh, I am. I am such a neurotic person and I am trying to get better about doing less prep work. Um, I mm. used to be, you can ask Nick, <laughs> he knows when I worked with him um, on his film, Adults. Uh, I was definitely the actor who showed up like an hour before I was even called just so I could do the prep. And I've realized over the years that that's not really always the best way to go about it. Cause then you're in your head and you've overthought it. And then like the moment comes and you're, you're like weirdly like overthinking the simplest things. You're emotionally exhausted because you've been putting all of your emotion in it to, for an hour already. And the camera wasn't even rolling. Um, you want those moments to be fresh. You, you want, it's okay. Like, and that's the thing too, I guess that comes with like being a control freak, right. And being a perfectionist, which I think so many of us are, mm-hmm. um, it's okay to, to accept that literally no matter whatever your version of perfect is, it's like, that doesn't exist. And those real moments I've been on sets where I've come, like, I'm not going to lie, like maybe a little on the opposite side of the spectrum a little more underprepared than I should have been <laughs> and I've actually done better because it's like all of those on a whim moments and you're not thinking you're just kind of doing it and like the excitement and energy of it all that's right. what you really want to capture and go into your scene with um, you want to show up and be excited you know like you're excited to work I don't care if it's four in the morning or 11 p.m at night you want to I, I you know I have found myself and some really late shoots where I'm like, oh my gosh, when, you know, when will this end? This is really a long day. I'm exhausted. And then I, you know, slap myself. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is what you want. This is fun. You enjoy this. Yes, you're tired, but this is fun. This is, I mean, how awesome to like show up and, and like be paid or not paid to, to do what you love doing. It doesn't really, doesn't really matter what time it is. You're lucky that you're here to be doing it. And you know, I think I've really tried to 
to embrace that more and more over the last few years is, you know, you show up and you're excited, you're ready to work. You, you, you meet the people you haven't met. You, it's really important, I think, too, to, when you show up to set to introduce yourself. I mean, don't bother anybody if they're working. Don't like go up to the DP while he's setting up a shot and talk his ear off. But, you know, like get to know the people as you can and, you know, the crew. And yeah, I mean, make yourself known, make yourself personable and just be be ready to work be be ready but not over ready just don't be over ready <laughs> yeah that's that's fascinating for a lot of people that that you know you said earlier on you were neurotic about getting on set way way in advance <laughs> and i guess that comes from not wanting to disappoint or whatever but mm-hmm. um yeah you hear so many like big time actors obviously they get they have this uh i guess uh there's this notion that big time actors are just selfish and only show up when it's their time and blah blah mm-hmm. but i guess that's that there's there's a reason like you said you want to be in that right headspace mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're not going in a different direction especially for those method type actors that are always just oh, this yeah. you know they're pl- well th- some of them get their way too early because they just want to spook everybody yeah. uh into believing and that's they're a this... little self-serving i, yes. I also find you know it's <laughs> i don't think that's really benefiting them either <laughs> probably not yeah probably not uh i, I, I probably just to, to be a real big asshole uh no. <laughs> maybe um, I think there was that the what was it? Uh, I remember reading that Jared Leto when he was doing the Joker mm-hmm. uh, released the rat on set or something. Oh, yeah. Like he was fucking around with everybody. He was wasn't he sending some really freaky packages to people's homes? Yeah, that too. I think that I think things? that was one of them. Yeah, and then just you know like all right, man, that's not even on set. That's yeah, that's at at someone's personal residence. Like, calm mm-hmm. down. Um, but hey, I thought it was a decent enough performance. Uh, you know, um, what would it have been as, would it have been different if he didn't do that? I don't think so, but I agree. Some people, some people think they have to be a certain way. Right. (laughs) Um, No, it's, I, I think it's, again, you know, this is all preference and personal taste, but I do agree with you. I think there's an important thing to be said about separation from your artist self and your, you know, your your human self Mm. like yes it's a huge part of who you are and when you take on a role it should be it should be everything you're focusing your your time on for sure your emotional energy you should be thinking about it every day i do believe that you should be thinking about the role you're doing every day um explore it explore it but there is definitely a line and you gotta be able to separate that. I, do, yeah. I think once you start blending that, if, and if it is a dangerous character, heaven forbid, you do not want that character in your life. You need to keep that character out. It's right. a different person than you. You know, yes, a lot of you is going into it. You're do, Only you can do it the way you're going to do it, but that doesn't mean that that character should come home with you at the end of the day. You, you gotta let go of him or her or them. You gotta let go of them and... Um, just, you know, be able to separate that way. Otherwise, yeah, it's, I think it is, I think it can be dangerous. (laughs) Then you hear about actors who they're fucking around on the set, blah, blah, blah. They're fucking around until three, two, one, and then boom, they're completely somebody else. And then you're like, I want to be that guy. You know, I want to be that person that just could just, you know, 
two seconds before we go and shoot, he's talking yeah. about cheeseburgers. But then next thing you know, he's on a he's actually on a crime scene set trying to figure out a murder. <laughs> and he's, no, exactly. It's fascinating. And I think De Niro's like that. I think I read that. Yes. Um, Julianne Moore has also been rumored to be that. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty good at... Like, yeah, like you said, chatting up the crew and then yeah. they call action. She's just like sobbing and like running through <laughs> woods in terror. And I, you know, I think that in some ways is more impressive. Yeah. Is it not? You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And to then be able uh, to turn it all on and off that fast. <laughs> and then I remember years ago, and I, I'll bring up De Niro again because I remember watching uh, uh, Inside the Actor Studio and he was so nervous just to be on oh. that show. <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen that show, of course. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And and he was so nervous. He didn't want to be there in front of this crowd. He he, he doesn't like doing interviews much. Mm-hmm. And then I think even Lipton brought it up to him. He was like, "What well, you know, what's your deal? <laughs> but <laughs> he just, he's not a, but when the camera's on, he, he could be anything you ask him to be. It's, it's, it's truly interesting how uh, introverted some actors yeah. really are. Um, and, and clearly you're not, you're, you seem to be very extroverted, but is that, is that true though? Or like in your real life, are you, are you an extrovert? I like to say that I, <laughs> I am an extroverted introvert. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, what's that, what's that test? Um, oh, I'm oh my God. The name of it. I was just talking about this test with a, a coworker the other day. I can't remember the name. I don't know the name know. of it, but I, I did mine, um, not too yeah, what, long ago. what are you? I, uh. Do you know yours? Uh, let me look I, mine I up. I do. Okay, go I'm ahead. 50, literally split down the middle. 50% introvert, 50% extrovert, uh-huh. which is crazy. I mean, literally split in half. <laughs> wow, yeah. So, so you're not joking when you say yeah, you're... Yeah, it depends um, on the day. It really does. I can be a hermit and quiet and not yeah. want to be around anybody and just want to keep to myself. Hate being around audiences and crowds. Birthdays could overwhelm me. Um, or then the next day it's like, all right, I guess I, I don't know. I'm in the mood to really put myself out there and, and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's so fascinating because yeah, I, I, I have those days as well. And I think, I think we all do, but there's a, there's an extent to which it becomes a part of ourselves. Cause of course mm-hmm. all of us like our, our days where we're just by ourselves chilling out. Mm-hmm. You know, we all get that, yeah. but some people really like it more than others. To the yeah, point you where really need to be alone. <laughs> they, they literally have. I, I I have a good friend that has severe anxiety of being outside with like a, a large oh, wow. groups of people, and you know he's gotten better. But it's just one of those things where it's like when there's a lot of people and a lot of noise, mm-hmm. he just checks out. Is he in New York? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the challenge is there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tough. Well, it's really tough. maybe that's why he doesn't go out to certain places as much but he's yeah no time square for him (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually you know what have i been there i don't think i've been there with him (laughs) Um, it all makes sense yeah uh oh so mine i just looked it up uh of all the things uh it says extroverted 70 percent um and then it says i'm a protagonist It says that this uh, all checks out. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> says the podcast yeah. showrunner. Yeah. It says I'm good at people mastery. Ooh, Ooh interesting. That's yeah. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> That's so weird. You're pulling my strings right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were. Yeah, I was talking about this this test, and and and, and it's uh, it's interesting to see also like um, 
like I know a lot of these things I don't think they hold any water, but this one for some reason uh, I could I understand where it's coming from. Uh, I, I most of these like BuzzFeed type <laughs> quizzes are ridiculous, but this one's not from them, which is why it's legit. I think, um, <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like uh, the actors that that are that are the most calm and stick to themselves sometimes are the best mm. um i don't know if that's really true or not it's some a study i would have to look up or find or do um but I yeah with it. I, I do um i, I think how do, I, how do i put this you know they i think a person who is more centered and quiet you know especially on a set when it's chaotic and crazy um and i just I feel like when they're, if someone shows up like that, it's because not only are they focused and thank goodness calm, which is what you should be when you're showing up to a set, because right. like I said, it's, it can be pretty crazy. You don't want to let any of that energy. Uh, I mean, it can be beautiful. Like I said, we love the energy of a set, but as far as your performance goes, you don't want it to affect it negatively in any way or be stressed. I think they're, I just think they're really in the moment and they're just focusing on the work but and they don't feel the need to be boisterous or like prove themselves in any way which but I think agree is a good but if thing. you could agree that's different though than being an extrovert well that's also true that right okay as long as you yeah, yeah as long as you agree with that because like for a lot of people and I, I know you didn't misconstrue this for a lot of people they, they get that confusion of extrovert oh he's loud and obnoxious true um not yeah there's a difference between an extrovert and just like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, that really is true. Exactly. I wanted to make that clear, not because I've been told I'm both, but, be, but because, <laughs> but because uh, there is a clear difference because you could be a complete asshole and be an introvert. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you could, you could still true. be rude on set. That's true. You could That's still true. be rude. Yeah. Um, yes. But I, I, know, I know what you mean. I, I know what you were saying. Um, yeah, if you could, if you, because you, you could be an extrovert completely, be, be level-headed, be calm, mm -hmm. be, you know, be the head of the ship or what have you and, and still, still, you know, be the same old you, you were, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to make that clear for those that are listening. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, definitely important to know. Um, you can be, you can be an extrovert or introvert problem person um it's it's best it's best to find a balance if you're an introvert that's totally fine right. um does you know but yeah like you said just don't be a dick to people and don't hide <laughs> don't hide by the, like, the food table or anything like that and like be nice to people uh, right. don't be afraid of people <laughs> I guess. Right. Well, be i mean unless unless there are problems too oh gosh there's just so many personalities on a set there's like no way to prepare anybody and that's for me that's always how i feel on the first day of a set I'm like okay i have no idea what i'm walking into right. i know you just don't know and that's just <laughs> and that and that's just the actors imagine the director yeah. the gaffers the oh, you know gosh. what have you yeah. Um, the gaffers are the worst. They're they're just rude. No, I'm joking. <laughs> they're actually some of the best people because they they've seen everything. They they've seen everything. I think gaffers and honestly sound ops have consistently been the coolest people mm. I've I've known on sets, which right. is funny. I don't know why. I don't know why, but that seems to be I, the trend. <laughs> I think because well, the sound people they they have to have a connection with with everybody, 
right? They have to have a relationship with everyone mm-hmm. um, to, a, to a degree. And so do the gaffers. And I think that's what it comes down to. Like, if you if you could partake in every aspect of the, or at least have a, uh, you know, communication with, with everyone, mm-hmm. you, you get it. You, you understand. You know, obviously some actors stick to themselves, as you just mentioned, and directors are focused doing their own thing and producers, you know, so on and so forth. Like, but when you have to touch every aspect of the of the of yeah. the piece, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna probably be the coolest person on the set, <laughs> uh, which which sadly not a lot of them are paid properly. But no, um, no. that's another issue. <laughs> and sound, I think, is oh my god, Key. the m- most important aspect. I mean, yeah, you're you can have a beautifully shot film, beautifully acted. Oh my god, and then the sound can be shit. Oh yours, oh yours. Yep. So where did that come yep. from? No, well, it we... can... Oh yeah, it it, it makes it that your film can go from from an A to an F pretty quickly. I actually <laughs> saw that sound. not too long ago. I was on, oh. I guess it was YouTube and I, or or Instagram or something, and someone was it, like you said, it was well made, well shot, mm-hmm. nice nice nicely acted and all that stuff. But I heard the whisper of the wind in the background from whatever. Uh, street they were on and, and it was just atrocious and I was it's distracting <laughs> it, it really it takes it takes the audience right out of the moment out yeah. of the film and completely. I don't I don't give a rat's ass if it was made by Warner Brothers or made by the guy <laughs> down the street you, if you're gonna put it out try your best to uh, you know circumvent that issue and of course yeah. you know if it's if it is the guy down the street of course he doesn't have the budget but there are ways around it <laughs> there no, are there definitely are. ways around it. I mean, sound equipment can be expensive, but it's almost even if you're an indie filmmaker, I do think it's it's worth investing in, you know, and yeah. then it's yours. Or even and then you go ahead. Sorry, sorry. go ahead. Oh, no, no, you can go. Oh, well, I was just saying, like, definitely, like, I know people it, it, over the years it's had a bad rap, but hey, it's a great mm-hmm. place to get stuff. Craigslist, you know, eBay. Yeah. Uh, uh, offer up if you're not familiar with that one. No, that one, that one's really it's good. <laughs> oh, offer up if you want a used mirror from someone who's moving. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, again, it's it could be sketch because you don't know who you're buying from. I only buy from mm-hmm. like really verified people. But yeah, like offer up is fantastic. Um, shout out to offer up, but you, <laughs> you <laughs> used to be let go, but now it's called offer up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's great. But yeah, stuff like that. Like you said, invest, whether it's new or used, boom, now you have a piece of equipment. And now oh, you can. Oh, I don't know if you Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I tend to catch that's them. I, I usually. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, You're welcome. But yeah, all that nonsense while I stepped on what you were going to say. <laughs> mm. No, I mean, you pretty much you pretty much just said it. I, you know, it, wow, it just, it's worth investing in. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm ultra feminist. I would call you out. Not <laughs> that was that was educating. Not, well, thank you. <laughs> in, thank in you. The field. Yeah, no, it was good. No, I appreciate the offer up. I've never uh, I have not heard of that. So yeah, I'll, I'll be looking into that. <laughs> I've gotten a few uh, super eights from some guy. Oh, awesome. Um, he, he said both worked. It turns out. He was half right. <laughs> okay. Well, he half told being truth. All wrong. <laughs> but no, but I was actually able to fix the second one. It was something with the uh, uh, the battery and uh, mm. the coil. 
wasn't touching the battery right, so I put like aluminum foil in there, and that works. Yeah. The only thing is, is what? that Super 8s cost too much to film on. It's like forty dollars for five minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> What's the? I mean, they're just centerpieces right now in my apartment. I thought we weren't talking about sad things anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no. It's 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 gonna creep up some now every now and then. Um, that's great. Uh, so, we mentioned you're an a- you're an actor. You s- somewhat. Uh, tease that you're a producer right um or have produced whatever what other hats have you held or want to hold or are completely sick of doing um it's mostly at this point i've i've just acted and produced Mm -hmm. uh you know like i said my my producing partner jess and i you know she she writes we both produce together we did a uh, sitcom nobody's of new york that was the first thing we ever did together actually uh with nick he was our director of photography that's how we met that's why it was uh, so bad no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm joking no. nick's fantastic that, nick? nick is great <laughs> go on he's gonna want to come back on the show just to tell you all <laughs> <that>. uh, <laughs> no it was it was a sitcom we did two seasons of that um, I love producing. It's incredibly stressful. And I'm an actor. And yeah. even I said after that, I hate actors. Uh, <laughs> but it's tough. It's really tough. It's it, it, it's tough wrangling and wearing so many hats all at once. But it is so fun to just have your hands on everything and be a part of it from, yeah. you know, its very origins to to the film festival, big screen. You know, it, it's amazing and i hope to do more of it like i said it's tough right now in the pandemic it's it's expensive it's more expensive than it was then uh because of covid and you have all these restrictions now and you need people on set wait and what's that just no more money yeah. <laughs> i know right <laughs> oh you guys didn't hear <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah uh we we have some some short films and a feature film kind of on the horizon that we're we're still kind of working on all dark comedies, of course, oh, uh, which is what we love. It's our bread and butter. Uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I will keep you updated on that if we if we are able to get back into it. Uh, I'm, I'm aching, I'm aching to produce again. Uh, it's just like, oh, I gotta, I'm, I'm like jazz. Like I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. That, that's great. I would love to be a producer, like a legit one. Like oh, that's definitely really? something. Oh yeah, it's definitely something up right up my Heck alley. Yeah. Like oh yeah, I love doing all that. I, I I see. I asked that question about like what what it is that you would like to touch as well besides you know acting and producing is because I'm a person that always recommends to people because I hate when and, and, and uh, this is a long winded thing, but I get <laughs> why people say in the industry pick one thing and focus on that one right. thing. I totally get it. But I also am a big proponent of like, hey, learn everything to yeah. a degree, though. Like, of course, mm. like you, you spend too much time on it, then, you know, it's not the real thing you want to yeah. focus on, whatever. But definitely at least familiarize yourself with how to work a camera, how to yes. how how to get behind and lead a team. How, how is it that you could storyboard something? How is it mm-hmm. that you could write a script to figure out? it out watch a video do it test it out yourself whatever that you have to do but do it all so that when you do get on set one day or continue to be on set you don't belittle the other guy 
for for like oh i'm i'm this person that person's lesser yes. than me no you're literally all on the same level yes. uh of course to a degree but yes you are are all you're all making the same project you yeah. have to work together uh and also if it is that you start learning to write and, uh, and you're an actor, then maybe that you move into writing at some point. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you write the greatest screenplay of all fucking time. You don't yeah. know. So no, definitely get into everything. That's what I recommend. And some of my no. favorite people that I look up to are those types of people. Um, like Kevin Smith is one of my biggest inspirations because, you know, he went from literally nothing in New Jersey to somewhat... In Los Angeles, that's how he, like, he you know, he, he calls himself mm-hmm. a, 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 a D-list celebrity. And he totally, <laughs> he totally is. Um, he sometimes says Z-list. <laughs> just to, <laughs> but, he, I, and I get what he's saying, but like, yeah. to me, that's successful. Like, he was in his own movies. He, pro- he, he paid for a lot of his own stuff. He still does. Yeah. You know, he does everything. He acts, directs, he writes, you know. So people yeah. like that are totally my inspiration. Um and so I, I guess we could end it with this question. Um, who, who are your, some of your big inspirations in, in the industry? Oh, oh my gosh. Ah! <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm really pulling this one. I told you um, it was a long-winded thing. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Um, you know, I would have to say, I don't know, maybe this is just because I have such a crush on his his writing and storytelling but I love Judd Apatow for for me like because yeah. that's just like what I want to live in I love I love like the messy characters and messy stories of life and yeah that I mean he inspires me for sure I I like the stories that he tells and gosh Judd I hope I can be in one of your films one day that's like kind of the dream just put it out <laughs> in the universe there you I go know, right put it out there right now it's official um but yeah, I would say right now that's that's kind of that's kind of the the world I'm inspired by. Awesome. Um, but you know, I love. Oh my gosh, I mean, it's hard, it's such a t- tough question. It's like asking what your favorite movie is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, because we're so inspired by so many different types of art. Uh, but I love I love like um you know like like film noir. I mean, yeah. I could I could watch that all day every day. I'm trying to get more into that actually. Uh, you know, really really brush up on my knowledge in the, the 40s and 50s cinema because there's so many amazing stories there that people just forget are there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the acting is oh, phenomenal. Um, but yeah, so, so that, that's kind of that's kind of my zhuzh. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny. I tend to ask... You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it anyway. Uh, well, I tend to ask folks that are not necessarily in the business but uh, this question, but because for people that are in the business, it's very tough. It's every single movie. I was going to say, I, I tend to ask, what's your favorite movie that deals with your profession? Um, and there are movies about movies, of course. So uh, uh, do, do you know or like any movies mm-hmm. that are about the industry that are maybe oh. one of your favorites? Oh, gosh. I'd hate to end this without answering a question. I can always uh, that's a, oh, that's a great That's a great question. I can honestly say I haven't I haven't thought of and maybe right. that's just because um, maybe because there are no films about my industry that I've particularly been been really I don't know influenced by which is kind of crazy. Do, right. do you have one? I'm curious. I, I mean this is such a great question. I I've never thought about it myself. <laughs> 
awesome. Wow. Oh my god. I want to think about it and email you later when yeah, I have more time to think totally. about it. Totally. I'm because now I'm curious. I'm like, what movies have I seen that are about actors or you know just artists in general? That yeah, it, it, it is interesting. Um, the one that just popped into my head is Hail Caesar. Uh, mm. Have you ever seen that? I, I have not. No. Um, yeah, it's from the Coen Brothers. It, oh it, my gosh. it deals with them shooting uh, a movie. Uh, I think George Clooney's in it. A uh, couple of other big names that I'm, I'm not thinking of right now. But um, that movie just came to my head. But yeah, like it's funny. My college, one of my college projects that I did was a movie about a guy making a movie, and then being ridiculed for making said movie. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Yeah, you know, just one of those things. And uh, yeah, like, so I like I like that aspect, but it's funny, but usually when we have someone on, they tend not to be an actress, an actor, a director, mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. So when you ask a musician, what's your favorite, you know, movie about, a, about music, you know, it's easier to pinpoint. <laughs> I was going to say, that's definitely easier for them. Um, but yeah, when you, ask an act, when you ask an actor, hey, what's your favorite movie? about acting all of them like every movie that ever came out is about technically about acting because it's oh, acting you know what i could think of actually off the top of my head right now hmm. shakespeare in love oh okay that's, that's all of you know i love oh my gosh i loved that movie yeah yeah i yeah, haven't yeah. seen that in a while but, Me but that either. does come to mind because that's that's about putting on a play the, yeah. the ins and outs yeah, all yeah, of yeah. it that's good uh, uh phantom of the opera I, oh, I just Phantom. I just saw the like I said I saw it in Broadway. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was not a bad rendition of it for the movie. Um, no, with okay. uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah. Uh, and what's her name? Uh, oh my God! What are uh, these people's Ross names? And, uh, Ro- uh, Ross, uh, Emily Rossum and yes. um, Butler. Oh gosh! Butler, right? Gerard Butler. Yes, Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> there we Sorry, go. Gerard. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a man who I respect as an actor, but do not respect his choices of movies. Man, he makes some. He go, he joins some very, very bad films. He has an right, very bizarre taste. Yeah, uh, he does. The projects he takes on. I could he's, agree more. Because he's so good. He is. But he's like, he's I'm gonna do a movie one. about jumping out of a plane and, and <laughs> landing in an ocean of crocodiles. And I don't know. I don't, that's not real, but and then those crocodiles are robots. What was that? Did you see Greenland? No. That's like the normal, the the most recent normal (laughs) movie he's done, right? Yeah, it's actually, it's a very, it's a beautiful, beautiful and terrifying film. Uh, But Uh, he's great in that. You should go watch it. (laughs) Yeah, it it definitely was on my radar. Um, Yeah, I should watch it. I don't know what it's about, though. I don't remember. Let's see. Well, it's another one of those fantastic global warming films. I see it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I, the, the I world see. is uh, not doing well. Ugh, this guy, <laughs> I, I love his choice. Like but, uh, the, he did all those White House movies. That's right. Yeah. All right. all right. So real quick before we go, how could everyone follow you or see your stuff on the interwebs? All right, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Sammy Smeds, and my website www.sammysmedley.com. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel, but everything's all linked together. You click on one, you'll find everything else. <laughs> right on. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was fun. That was really awesome.